Let's get right into the Word right now. Uh, and uh, we're going to be going to the book of Psalms uh, for our Scripture text and reading the ninth chapter of Psalms, uh, verses, nine through, uh, verses 8 through 10. Psalms chapter 9, verses 8 through 10. And uh, it'll be on the screen there, and you can follow it there on your own Bible, whichever you prefer. Uh, this is what it reads like. And he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Let me read that through that again. That's powerful. And he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Let us bow our heads and pray. Mighty God, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege to be in this service. I thank you, Lord, for uh, uh, the members uh, of uh, uh, First Apostolic Church who allow us to come here and minister uh, and have our services. We ask you to bless them. Thank you for everybody that is out today. We pray for those that are sick, shut in in the hospitals. God, I'm asking you right now, Lord, for the next few minutes to let your anointing rest upon me to speak the word that you would have somebody here today and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' mighty name that the church say. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Somebody asked a question about um, uh, the men's conference. Uh, I have not said a lot about that because we want to get through uh, the um, uh, the tent revival and we've been uh, raising um, uh, money uh, you know for that, but uh, we're also looking looking ahead uh, for the men's conference in, in Memphis. And for those of you who ask, we don't got the, we don't got the rooms uh, reserved. We got got as many uh, that are uh, that are were available, uh, and uh, we got uh, that taken care of. And um, uh, for all of y'all, uh, all the men who's uh, you told me that you was uh, you are wanting to go. Uh, the cost of your room will be thirty-five dollars, and we will uh, we'll let you know a little bit later about that when you can uh, start giving that. Um, we'll we'll do that on sometime in the month of October. But uh, uh, we we always uh, get excited about the men's conference, and uh, uh, it's not just it's not just going uh, somewhere to a meeting. Because we're in meetings all the time, but um, it's important uh, uh, and it's good, uh, you know, to come together and have fellowship with uh, 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 and uh, uh, the men of the body of Christ. Uh, and uh, you know, I uh, we started out. God has blessed us. You know, I remember still remember the first year we went, went down in Brother Travis's vehicle, and uh, it didn't take it didn't take long. That uh, uh, a car, uh, you know, couldn't hold everybody, and um, 
purchased a van, and one of the major reasons we purchased a van was for the uh, uh, going down there in different places. And uh, we uh, we're taking a van full now, plus uh, usually uh, two or three extra uh, extra cars. But you know, um, I uh, uh, when we get over and get into our new building and get that dedicated. My next project is raising money to buy us a good, comfortable bus. Hallelujah. Because, you know, uh, uh, you know, every, you know, when you got four, five, or six vehicles all going, you know, that kind of cuts down on the fellowship. The fellowship of the men getting together is just as important. Amen. To spend time as a group. Uh, and uh, that's, that's a, a benefit, too. Amen. So uh, we uh, we'll be talking to you more about the men's uh, conference um, as that time gets on. I want to speak to you today on a subject titled "A Refuge That Never Fails." A refuge that never fails. Last week, if you recall, I preached a sermon entitled "Judgment Delayed by Grace." And I'm glad that the grace and the long-suffering of God has delayed judgment upon this world to a certain extent. But I want you to know something today. It's not going to be delayed forever. And if there ever was a day and hour in which you need a refuge, you need a place that you can turn to, that you can go to, that you can run into for safety... It's the day in which we live in. There's one uh, uh, type of business I've seen on, on the news here not too long ago uh, that's doing uh, a record amount of business. When a lot of other companies are not doing very much, there's one company, one type of industry that is going through the roof. The stocks in it, man, is just out of out of here. And that business is the companies that build and install storm shelters. Because of the increase or of tornadoes and cyclones that is uh, that has been on a scale uh, unequal in history. People are buying these things and having them put in their homes. Uh, I watched one where they was uh, uh, th- this guy had a uh, had a, a garage that was connected to his house, and he actually had a hole dug in his garage floor and had one of these things dropped down in there uh, and then covered back over so they could have a a, a, a storm shelter. Well. That is a, you can look at that, that's a type of refuge. It's a place you can go to. We sung the song in the open up of the worship hour today, the name of the Lord is, what? A strong tower. The righteous run into it and are what? Hallelujah. I want to declare to you today, church, amen, that we all need a refuge that never fails. There's been a lot of people build a refuge in their 401k plan. But I personally know men. I know there's one man I worked with for, for a while in his 70s that worked for an airline company in Florida that shut down and, uh, and, 
all and and the money that men and, and women who had put in there for years, when they walked away, they didn't have nothing because the company had been using the employees a, um, a pension fund to keep the thing going. And so he told me, he says, here I am now, uh, going into my seventies. He says, and I don't have. He says, I don't have anything. I, he says, I don't know what I'm going to do. He says, I, you know, he says, Social Security. He says, they say that's going to be debunked here in a few years. He says, I don't know what, you know. And uh, there's a lot of people who have been putting their trust and their confidence in a lot of things other than Jesus, other than His Word that are hurting today. Amen. And sadly enough, there's a lot of people sitting on church pews, amen, who who talk the talk, but yet secretly or subconsciously, and they do it sometimes, don't even realize it, they're depending upon their employer as being their source. Come on. They're dependent on the government. My Lord, anybody with one eye and a half cents now will know you sure can't depend on Washington. Hallelujah. Amen. Politicians will cut you off in a New York minute. <laughs> Hallelujah. Democrat or Republican, it don't matter. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a lot of people that have depended on refuge. But church, we need a refuge that never fails. We need something that won't give out when we need it. Hallelujah. Have you ever, have you ever bought something, invested in something, uh, and, uh, and at the very moment that you, that, that you depended upon and needed it, it wasn't there? That's no good. I can promise you today, I can promise you as, um, as much as anything in the world that if you will rely on Jesus Christ, He will never let you down. He will always be there for you. With all the calamity that is circling the globe, people are becoming frantic in search of safety, security, and a refuge to hide from all the woe and uncertainty we face from day to day. And you know, it's not like that we don't that we uh, didn't know that these days were coming. It's not like that we didn't have an understanding or realize that the days that we are seeing now, we can't say that we didn't know that they were coming. Because they have been spoken of and prophesied about for many, many years. The Apostle Paul warned the church in the day, uh, in his day, of the perils which would be in the last days. Second Timothy 3 and 1. He said, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Hallelujah. And of course, Jesus Himself 
revealed the mighty upheaval and shaking of the earth which we are beginning to see unfold right now. Luke chapter 21, verses 25 and 26 says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. How many heard on the news about the, the, uh, the big light, large reddish-orange streak of light that blazed across the skies that had everybody wondering what it's about. Hallelujah. Oh, we got a lot of people now that they think they know what it is or they can uh, uh, surmise what it is, but nobody can say for sure what it was. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus says there were going to be signs in the heavens. The sun, the moon, and the stars, and upon the earth, listen, distress of nations with perplexity, and the sea and the waves roaring. Hallelujah. My, I've, got to, I've got to go on. There's so much hitting me in the Spirit right now. Men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Hallelujah. The powers of heaven shall be shaken. Church, the world is blinded by the darkness that they are in. The world is blinded. And many in the church are blinded by denial and disbelief that we are in fact seeing the effects of God's end time judgment on the nations of this world. I truly believe that there are people on church views, you are in denial. You see everything that's been going on in the past few years, but you still want to accept that it's end time judgment. You think it's going to get better after a while, but I've been preaching you for a while. It will not get better. There's no hope. You better find a refuge in Jesus or you're doomed. Your 401k is going to be wiped out. Hallelujah. Your house, everything that you got. Glory to God. Your golf bags. Hallelujah. Your bass boats. Amen. Your pool tables. Lord. All those things that we've been putting ahead of Christ and putting Him on the back burner, God is shaking it up. And we ain't seen anything yet. Now the world, they're in darkness. So they can't understand. They don't see what's going on. But people who in the church, a lot of them, even though they're not in darkness, yet they're in denial. I've counseled people before as a pastor in my office going through situations in that life who were going through denial of various things. There's a lot of things we as human beings, when we don't want to face, will deny it. Even though all the facts 
even though all the facts and everything prove what's going on, sometimes because we just don't want to face what we know is truth, then we'll go off into denial. There are people in churches that are in that right now about what's going on right now. This is not just everyday occurrences that we're talking about. Some of these things I've been preaching about now for some time. We're smack dab in the middle of the end time, folks. Hallelujah. And we have got to understand there's got to be a refuge that we can rely on. There's got to be a refuge that we can turn to. So, the world will never find the security and safety that they are looking for due to the darkness that they are in. The world's never going to see it. Do you know when the rapture takes place, those that are left behind will, will fall in with the great lie, amen, brought about by the, the, the godless system that will rule the planet after the church is gone, and they won't even be able to see it then. Hallelujah. They, they won't be able to see it. They won't be able to understand. Millions of people missing around the world, and they still won't be able to see it. So the world, they ain't going to never find security. They're not never going to find safety, which they're running frantic trying to do right now. What can I do for security? What can I do for make my future secure? I, I, I'm thinking about my future now. What can I do that I can be secure? I'm going to tell you something. The only security that you're going to have in the future is in Jesus. There's nothing nowhere else that you can depend upon. There's nothing anywhere else, amen, that you can rely on other than Jesus. My Lord. Hallelujah. Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. The world's never going to find it. And there's going to be many, sadly, in the church could lose out as well if they fail to shake off the earth-bound, earth-bound clutter that have attached to them and take reference in the only hope we have, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You see, there are church folks who have been in the church 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. They, they did everything... To, that they said needed to be due to go through the plan of salvation. And they've been going to church, reading the Bible, and doing various things. But a lot, a lot have gotten a whole lot of clutter connected to them on their walk, on their journey. You ever see that program on TV about hoarders? It's amazing to me. There was somebody we had come to church several years ago that uh, 
their vehicle broke down, the water pump went out on uh, they, they, uh, on, the, on the vehicle, and they was not able to uh, to get it fixed. Didn't have the money to get it fixed. Take it somewhere. So I went, found out where they live, and I went over there and uh, um, got the, got the parts and tore it, tore it down and uh, replaced the water pump for them. And uh, after it's over with, they uh, had to go inside for something. And this was back before that TV show Hoarders ever come on air. I've never seen anything like it. I went and got in the front door. There was no living room because boxes and stuff were stacked up from the floor all the way to the ceiling on both sides. And uh, to get back through, I, I had to turn like this, and I had to suck up to get through. They was just, I, I, I kid you not, the aisle was not, not as wide as this aisle right here that you could walk through the house. It was about like from this chair to about right there. And it was that way to every room in the house. They... They had to be some people that didn't pass up a yard sale nowhere. It was unbelievable. But you know what? Think about that now spiritually. I hear people say, well, man, I ain't going to live like that. And you go in your house, maybe their house is immaculate. Everything, you know, and, and nothing like that. But what about your spiritual house? You didn't allow the devil to clutter your spiritual house up. You're, you're, you're dragging a lot of earthbound stuff. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you, folks, we are going to have to get that stuff shaken off if we're going to make it. Oh, but Brother Sammy... I lay down in a minute. Anything the Bible says is a sin. Don't you realize that? Listen, let me tell you something, sweetheart. The Bible says lay aside every weight and sin. There's a difference in a weight and a sin. He said, but you got to lay them all aside. you got to shake them all off. You can't be trying to haggle about what's a sin and what ain't a sin if you're really concerned about where you're going to heaven. Lay aside every weight, conjunction and, and sin that so easily besets us. And let us run the race. We done got cluttered up. We done got cluttered up. So, and when your life gets cluttered up, then you begin to get like the people in the world in darkness that you cannot see what's going on. You become just as blinded as a lost man. Hallelujah. Just as blinded as a man who's never repented because you got too much clutter going on in your spiritual house. Hallelujah. 
God, listen to me, church. God is going to shake everything. Look at your neighbor and say everything. God is going to shake everything that nations and people have put their trust in. Hallelujah. Believe me, folks. If you've got anything in your life that you've got any reliance on whatsoever other than the Lord, God's going to cause something to happen to you to shake it. Look out! It's coming your way. It's going to hit you hard. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we're in an end time situation and we're talking about eternity now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some people have been hearing the preached word behind the desk as men under the known of God has declared it for 20 or 30 years, but they let it go in at one ear and out the other. I guarantee you, you might pass off what this preacher's saying today, but you won't pass off God because I promise you it's going to knock on your door. And if you don't let it go by yourself, God's going to send you a shaking. And it could be in the most, what you think is the valuable area of your life. Hallelujah. This message is for the church today. Hallelujah. It's for the church. God is going to shake everything that nations and people have put their trust in other than Him. One by one, they all will fall. But God has a place prepared for those who seek Him. And it is a place of refuge that will never fail. Hallelujah. It's a refuge that will never fail. Hallelujah. You see, what I'm telling telling you about today, church, is that God loves you so much... He's willing to shake you if he has to to get you to wake up and smell the coffee. Come on. It's not that he hates you. It's not that he despises you. Hallelujah. It's not that the pastor's mad at you when I'm a preaching. Hallelujah. But my soul is being stirred. I wish sometime that everybody in the congregation could feel just a fraction of what my soul goes through when God deals with me and speaks with me about things going on. That's the reason why God has called the fivefold ministry. And it's beyond me and it's not about me. God, if you're not willing to get rid of the spiritual clutter in your life, you're fixing to get shook. You're fixing to get shook to your core. If you haven't already, you're going to be. And I'm going to tell you why as I go on in this message. I want to talk about hesitation for a little bit. Hesitation. Hesitation reaps disaster. Hesitation reaps disaster. I posted on Facebook one day last week. I started out saying, and now 
I'm going to give you my thoughts on procrastination. Then I said, well, maybe I'll do it a little later. Brother Bagby came back on that thing. He said, yeah, he says, you, uh, you, you can take time later to do that or something like that. I want to talk about hesitation and what hesitation produces. Hesitation reaps disaster. Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 6. This is what he says. Set up the standard toward where? Zion. Take refuge. Do not delay, for I will bring disaster from the north and great destruction. God, through the mouth of the prophet Jeremiah, told the people, He said, set up the standard toward Zion. Take refuge. Don't delay. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. God says, for I'm going to bring disaster from the north and great destruction. Church, we have been dragging our feet in the body of Christ for years. Amen. We've got all the twos. We got the power. We've got the authority. But things are just not getting done like God wants it to be done. We've been dragging our feet. We have been told, listen to me, we have been told what to do to not get caught up in the same judgment the rest of the world is going to receive. It was preached long before Brother Pruitt became a pastor uh, of Christ's family church. It was preached by our founding pastor. It's been preached by hundreds of ministers that's come through and helped out down through the years in other churches. You have been told, I have been told, time and time again of what we need to do to avoid the judgment the rest of the world is going to receive. God Himself has been long-suffering with us, granting mercy and grace to give us time to prepare, time to change our course. As I said a while ago, the world lives in darkness so they can't see and they don't understand the danger that lurks just ahead. But we know better. Look at somebody sitting by you, point your finger, say, you know better. Ain't it amazing how wise love do that to the husbands? <laughs> Hallelujah. The world, in one sense, it may maybe have a little bit of excuse, but you know what? We don't have an excuse. We know better. Do you know that the Bible says, unto whom much is given, much is required? The more 
of, that God gives us of His Spirit and of, of His Word and of His wisdom and of His understanding, don't you realize that's the more that God's going to be requiring from you? Do we not understand that there will be a day that we'll, we'll, we'll stand at the judgment seat of Christ and every message that's ever been preached to us by any God-called minister will be held accountable for? Maybe we better forget about those other people and other denominations who may not have all the truth like we say we got it when we got the truth but we're not doing anything with it. Because God is not going to hold people accountable of something that they don't know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Unto whom much is given, much is going to be required. We better take stock and understand in that church. We need to understand. God has told us time and time again what we need to do. We know better. We have understanding of the dangers facing this planet. But we fail to act on the knowledge which has been granted us. Now, let me tell you what I'm hearing in my spirit right now from God. I'm hearing something. And it's not only me. I hear other people, other people with callings on their life. The same thing. God is now saying it's long enough. It's long enough. Now God is saying, run and don't delay. He said, set up the standard toward Zion, take refuge, and do not delay. God is speaking to His body today. And he's speaking to His church, and He said, you better start running. You better quit dragging your feet. Hallelujah. You better run and don't delay. Take refuge in that which will never fail because judgment is here and you no longer have time to play around. Hallelujah. Now, church, now, hallelujah, it is, oh, hallelujah, it is time that you drop everything. Hallelujah. You need to drop everything you have been holding on to and run. If you don't, you're going to get caught up with the same destruction that will engulf those who do not know God at all and have not been told what to do. If you do not take refuge, if you do not shake off the crowder, you're going to be in it just as deep as a person who ever walked into a church door. Maybe more so. Drop everything that you've been holding on to and run. Listen to me a moment, church. Now, I've got to move on quickly. Listen to me for a moment. Let me ask you, if you are standing on a train track and you hear a whistle begin to blow, are you going to just stroll along and ignore the warning? 
if you're, if you're, if you're standing on the train track and you hear that, that, that warning, that, that whistle blowing down the track, maybe you've just been strolling along, whistling or humming, enjoying the sunlight and looking at everything around. But all of a sudden, you hear a whistle. You hear a whistle. Are you going to ignore that warning? Are you going to turn your back on it? Of course not. No, you're going to, you're going to make sure you get, you get clear. Brother Bobby mentioned it earlier. <laughs> if, you, if you decide uh, to do a, a rodeo with a train, guess who's going to win? You ain't going to stop the train. Train's going to stop you. Why then do we ignore the warning of God's whistle that the judgment train is coming? Judgment train's coming. The book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse 1, he said, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. And let me tell you, let me explain something. I realize that in the Old Testament, Zion was talking about uh, Jerusalem and the city of David and the hill, uh, particularly the hill there um, uh, that, uh, that the Temple Mount is on and all that stuff. I understand that. But when you understand what the meaning of Zion means in a spiritual context, Zion represents the church. This is Zion we're in. We're, we might not be in Jerusalem. We're here in, in Nashville, Tennessee, in FAC building, but we are gathered together in Zion right now. He said, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants and land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh. It is nigh as hand. Glory to God. Don't sit there and ignore the, blow, the, the blowing of the horn. We can't afford to hesitate. Hesitation reaps disaster. We must take refuge now or be swept away by the storm. It's really in our hands. I want to talk briefly about the only true refuge, then I'm going to close. The only true refuge. The book of Psalms, 142, verses 1 through 5. This is what it reads. He says, I cry out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication." I pour out my complaint before Him. I declare before Him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path in the way uh, which I walk. They have secretly set a snare for me. Look on my right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. Think about that now. Refuge has failed me. My 401 is gone down the drain. That job that I put my wife and my kids and my church on the back burner for has done with and failed me. Hello, somebody. 
the social clubs that I go to have failed me. Refuge has failed me everything that I have felt comfortable in. No one cares for my soul. I cried out to you, O Lord, and said, You are my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. When we become affected by the troubles and cares of a failing world, then it is then and only then that we can see that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and His righteousness. When we look to the right and to the left and see all the things failing on which we have trusted for years crumbling all around us, we call on the one we should have been relying on all along. The Lord is going to take His bride And his bride is going to be removed from this planet before his raft is poured out on the planet. Because the Word of God has said that he has not appointed us unto wrath. But there's something we've got to realize that we need to remember. We already know, but we may have forgotten. Jesus says, I'm coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, or any such thing. If you're one of those people who've got a tendency to get on the telephone or Facebook or some other uh, social network and gossip about people, God, God's going to shake you and shake you until He gets that tendency shook out. Because guess what? There ain't going to be nobody sitting around on the corner of Glory and Hallelujah Avenue gossiping about somebody else in heaven. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. What all the tendencies that we have that is unlike Christ... going to be a shaking. God's going to do the shaking. The bride has got to be ready. All these things that we have been taking refuge in, God's going to let them fall and crumble. He ain't going to let you keep holding on to them. If you think that, you're thinking wrong. Everything that you rely on other than Jesus Christ, God's going to take it away from you. You're either going to lay it down. If you're, if you're His child, if you're truly His child, if you've really been born again, you're His child and He's your Father, He's gonna, you're going to lay it down. One way or the other. God says we can do this the easy way. We can do it the hard way. Amen? What I'm telling you is that God has got a refuge set 
that the world is not going to get into because they're looking to all these other things for refuge. But then there might be some of us not getting to the not getting to the refuge because we're still carrying all that clutter. So God says, I'm going to help you shake it off. I loved you. I gave my life for you. I shed my blood for you. I've sent you umpteen hundred ministers to preach about laying aside every way you sin. But you're still taking refuge in this, 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 and this. Hallelujah. God says, you're going to have to take refuge on in me. You're going to have to rely on in me. Hallelujah. Let's everybody stand. I'm going to quit. Everybody stand. Folks, we're just beginning a time of trouble. And the things that we are seeing in the ways of natural disasters, financial upheavals, riots, bloodshed, This is something a little bit different than what we've seen. We've seen some things like this in the past. I understand that. But nothing on this scale. It's a different. We're in a different day. We're in a different hour. God's soon to return. We need to realize that we don't have time. We don't. A refuge that never fails. I have given them a song to play. And while they do that, if anybody feels impressed to come and talk to the Lord and just say a short prayer to Him and say, Lord, I confess my faults unto You this day. I've been relying on this, this, and this. Lord, I'll realize that those things I've been relying on is not going to save me in this last day. I want to take refuge in you. I want to take refuge in you. Whenever y'all can get that going, go ahead and play it. I want to take refuge in you. Old, old gospel song. Anybody want to talk to the Lord right now?
praise your name, God. Hallelujah. A refuge that won't fail. Hallelujah. A refuge that won't fail. Don't trust anything else. Don't rely on nothing else. Don't look for nothing else. Oh, yes. My, 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 my. I'm dependent on Jesus. What about you? Come on, I'm dependent on Him. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because I know who holds tomorrow. Glory to God, I don't have to be concerned. I don't have to have anxiety. Come on, clap your hands and give Him praise. Hallelujah, if you know where your refuge is. If you know, hallelujah, who to look to. Hallelujah, give Him praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. We appreciate, amen, you being here today and your attention as we ministered from the Word of God. Amen, amen. And we want to continue to pray, amen, for those that are sick and in the hospitals and that God would just move, amen, in their life. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Amen. We want to um, make sure that we don't never forget, amen, amen, and, and lift up the hands God, those that uh, that are hanging down, praise the Lord. Amen. We need to do that. Can you say amen? We need to do that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.